Hi, and welcome to the Days Gone podcast. I'm Claire Weaver, a screenwriter, author, and Days Gone fan, and this podcast is a place to discuss the game in all its glory, share my opinions, both popular and unpopular, and listen to me fangirl over one of the best games ever made. There will be spoilers ahead, so continue at your own risk. Welcome to The Freak Show. Before we get started, I have a couple quick reminders. Weekdays at 7.30am Pacific Time, you can watch me live stream on YouTube. I just wrapped up my antisocial style playthrough of Days Gone, and now I've switched gears to the very highly rated game Mad Max. You can watch on my YouTube channel, just search for Days Gone Podcast. I'm also a guest on the Spornicus Rex YouTube channel on Tuesdays at 6pm Pacific. We're currently playing through one of my favourite franchises of all time, the Uncharted Games. Speaking of Spornicus Rex, the Days Gone master and pioneer of the No Shots Fired horde killing technique is my podcast guest this week. Hello sir, how are you? Hey, I'm well, how are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, thank you for having me back on the podcast. It's been a little while. It has, but thank you. You're, I think, the most recurring guest that I've had. Um, I will take that as the highest praise possible. (laughs) And that's how it was intended, of course. (laughs) So today I want to go through the art book. Ah. So this is something that I think is absolutely fantastic. I found it invaluable. I've mentioned it a bunch of times on the podcasts and on my live streams. It has so much information within its pages about Days Gone, about the characters and the world, as well as the design and everything and all the work that went into creating the game that we love. But it's one of those things that it's it's kind of spendy. It's a lot of money. A little, yeah. Yeah, it's not completely unaffordable but i mean if you don't have spare cash to spend on a fucking book then you're probably not going to buy it so i figured we could kind of have a look through it and um you know maybe pull out some of our favorite things about the art book you own it as well i do i received it as a gift oh yeah yeah that's how you know that the uh the person buying you that really knows you really gets you (laughs) when they get you the days gone art book right (laughs) Cool. All right. So, well, let's um, let's just start. I mean, I, I want to really kind of talk about the book itself mm-hmm. and how large it is. I collect art books. Mm, right, right. You already have a little collection yeah, of art books, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I have The Last of Us. I have uh, Part 1 and Part 2. I have all the Uncharted ones. I have a lot of the oh, wow. Assassin's Creed art books. Uh, I have um, Alien Isolation. Um I think I have some others as well. I don't remember off the top of my head. But I, I love art books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is that noise? So you may be able to hear our neighbor's kiddos playing. They have their kiddos out in the yard playing in a sprinkler right now, I think, ah, on a really hot day. So, yeah, the kids are kind of squealing and playing in the water and stuff. So, And here I was thinking that I got it so we didn't have – there's no cat meowing in the background <laughs> like in the last episode. Right. <laughs> Eh, it is what it is. Kids are having fun. It's a beautiful sunny day here in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Kids are out in the yard having fun. It is what it is. Yeah. So I also really enjoy this art book. I feel like it's one of those things like if you are a big enough nerd for Days Gone that you're listening to this podcast, (laughs) you should probably have a copy of this book. Uh, It's not super expensive, but the wealth of knowledge that you gain from this book and the amount of just really interesting background details, there's such a wealth of knowledge there. It's totally worth it. Uh, It's worth twice the price. Uh, so yeah, if you're the if you're the kind of nerd that you're sitting here listening to this podcast, 
you should probably have a copy of this book. Yeah. So right here in the introduction, one of my favorite little passages from this book is right in the introductions where we, okay, technically page seven, I was going to say page one, but anyway, uh, you have intro stuff to get through first. So right here, at the end of the day, that's what Days Gone is really about. The people, the survivors, drifters, squatters, rippers, campers, marauders, and militia whom Deacon meets, helps, and fights along his journey. That is what Days Gone is. It's about the people interacting with the the people and the characters that you encounter in the world. And to me, that includes uh, the Freakers. That's some of the characters that you meet, the different mm-hmm. types, the Breaker, the Reacher, the Rager. Uh, and that includes even, you know, shit, I don't know, the, the wildlife, you know. Uh, to, that's that's characters that you meet along the way, and that's what Days Gone is. Yeah. It's your interaction with those characters that you meet along the way. Yeah, yeah. This also mentions the landscape as well in this introduction mm. and how you have the different zones within the game that are all like parts of Oregon. They're all, you know, kind of true to life. And again, that is another, almost another character that you interact with because the world, the sure. the landscape has its different challenges in each zone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, depending on where you're at, just stopping to pick up a gas can can be... Uh, an hour-long adventure, <laughs> you know, as you, you end up, oh, shit, now I'm, I'm out of gas, so let me go find a gas can. Shit, now I'm out of ammo. I need to find some ammo. <laughs> Damn, now I'm out of scrap. Let me go find some scrap. You know, it's like, I just wanted some fuel, man. Yeah. I just wanted some fuel. So, yeah, that is Days Gone. So, we have the way the book is broken down. Do we have a table of contents? Shall we briefly oh, cover the table, of contents? the table of contents? Okay, so here we are. Oh, no. I'm a fine. table of contents. So, there are... Lots of chapters. How many chapters do we have total? While you count, I just 17. wanted to say... Oh, 17 okay. chapters total. How did yeah. you count that so quickly? I didn't. Oh, it's right. Yeah, I didn't. They're labeled. I <laughs> read like, chapter 17. Damn, I was like, that's, that's how I know speedy counting. 17. Um, but I did want to say one thing that I was talking about earlier when I said that I have a lot of art books. This is the only art book I have that has this much text. Ah, it has yeah, so yeah. much text. I have some art books that are literally just concept art. Yeah. And that's cool. Like I kind of like learning about the story, the story, the characters, and what went into building the game. Um, So that's why I really love and appreciate this book is Mm. because of all the text that's in there. In each chapter, uh, each chapter about a specific character, they have. Like, what did they call it? The casting notes oh, casting for that sheet. character? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the casting sheet. Some of them, not all of them. Oh, so only certain characters have. Okay, so I remember we discussed one for Iron Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, the, that's some of the most interesting stuff to me is in each chapter that discusses a character that has the casting sheet for that character, that tells you specifically what the developer's image of that character mm. was when they first started. Like, this is what we want him to look like, move like, sound like, think like. And it's all right here in the art book for most of the characters. Uh, I don't have a list of which characters have that, uh, but I know most of the major characters do. Mm-hmm. What I find interesting about these early few pages mm-hmm. is it starts out with Deacon, obviously. Right, your main protagonist, yeah, yeah. sure, sure. And it's it's cool to see the evolution that he went through because they have some some artwork here that looks completely out of place for the game. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like this one here, that makes me think of, um, it's like an older Deacon, kind older. of almost a little bit more... Not Call of Duty, but that's sort of this like, one does look more. He looks like game? a hardcore uh, former military 
you know, back right. in the states, but now living in a kind of militized, uh, militarized environment. He looks a little, almost a little militia esque. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Um, even though so it's there's... supposed to be him in his biker attire, and then there's some that's like uh, stereotypical '80s biker. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, this dude looks like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> from Terminator Two. Like he stole somebody's biker clothes and is acting like a biker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so and there's the, eleven oh. different prior models of Deacon. Some of them are actually pretty cool. Like these two, I think these would actually make a, you know, the two look, what look like the mo- more realistic would mm-hmm. look like a cool motorcycle badass who's former military. Right. But it's not Deacon. Right. You know, it's this the, is somebody else. It's, it's, this is this somebody, is somebody totally else different. from somebody else's video game. It's really interesting to see these character mod- models that are so close to Deacon Still, uh, you know, a, Look cool. Yeah, still a motorcycle badass. You know, former military motorcycle badass in the apocalypse, but just not. Yeah, Deacon. It's also interesting. A lot of them look older than Deacon. Mm, Even right. these ones where you can't really see the facial mm-hmm. features, it, they it, just yeah. read a little older to me. Mm. Whereas Deacon has um, not a youthfulness to him. Right. Not like compared to this one in the At bottom times right, which boyish, seems, which goes yeah. with his smart ass sense of humor. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just he's a little. Um, Softened, he's not so hardened by life. Mm, mm-hmm. um, there's also in the same chapter on Deacon, there are models of some of his rings, 3D models of his mm. rings, and what some of the patches, patches and the meaning behind some of the patches. It also goes into some of his early game weapons. Uh, you know, 3D models of some of the weapons like the spiked bat, the early crossbow, the the early crappy uh, little stubby shotgun. Oh, and the tattoos, of course. You oh, have like God. Yeah, the artwork right. for the tattoos and a yeah. little paragraph about how important they are. And it also goes into Sarah's tattoos. Yeah, we'll right. Well, that. some of her tattoos. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Let's see. What's the next character? Oh, I love this panoramic shot here. It's like, it's it's basically the same image on the cover of most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deacon sitting there, leaned up against his bike with his pistol in his hand, and probably one round left deciding who gets that last this, round, himself or the nearest freak. <laughs> this was the reason why I bought the game. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> this was the reason. This image right here, because it's, it's kind of cheesy. It's kind of over the top. It's obviously staged. I mm-hmm. mean, it... it the way he's leaning up against the bike with the gun, with the bodies in front of him and the right. horde coming up behind and he's not moving or anything. It's, yeah. But it just caught my attention as something that just looked fun. It just looked like, okay, this is what you get. You you get to kill things. You get to drive a bike. Shit's coming at you all the time. You're this sort of stoic, badass motherfucker biker like who doesn't want to play this game? <laughs> and and the landscape behind it is right. fucking, fucking beautiful. beautiful Oregon the mountains, scenery, yeah. the the trees, the lake. It's like beautiful serene countryside with a massive zombie horde in it. <laughs> right. And I love how you can see like the the trails of dust kicking up behind the, and around the horde. Yeah. There's like you can tell there's a lot of living beings moving across that space there coming yes. toward you. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and this is uh, some of the interesting stuff about what the initial, uh, the name of the game was initially going to be Dead Don't Ride or something like mm. that. Wasn't that it? Uh, and uh, this is one of the chapters here. And again, look at this. I, Early so these character characters. models. Yeah, like this is clearly supposed to be Boozer, you know. Oh, I thought that was probably nah, Boozer. No, that's Boozer. That's Jack. That's the, oh, the president. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, That's the yeah. prez right there. That There's, makes sense. That's probably that's Joni and Boozer. And that's Sarah. I don't know who the fuck this is supposed to be. Uh, Maybe whoever Alvarez was supposed to be initially. Right. I don't know. 
Yeah. Ah, uh, Riding the Broken Road. Yeah, I remember I this, this is, a, this is a good chapter that talks about the concept of the broken road. Um, let me see if I can find it. While you look for that, one thing that I thought was incredibly interesting about Claire's Days Gone art book here, she actually has little post-it notes and little <laughs> sticky tabs nerd all notes. along. Yeah, little nerd notes, sticky tab to the edges of the pages. And when I first saw that, I was horrified. Why would you why would you do that to your Days Gone art book? But I get it, actually sitting here in front of her with this book. Uh, it's like like this is this is how she lives days gone, you know. It's all of this stuff is right here literally at the tips of your fingers for when you want more information on some of the uh, stuff that's specific to the game. Mm -hmm. And that's the purpose of this art book. I mean, that's really why we're doing this episode right now yeah. is because this is the type of art book that you will want to make notes in it. You will want to put sticky tabs on the edge of the pages and be like, ooh, this is the page where I found that. Ooh, this is the page where I found this. It, yeah, it's I, I get it now. I was horrified at first, but I, I get it. <laughs> Did you find your passage? I did. For? I did. Nice. Um, we call the roads and highways in Days Gone the Broken Road for a reason. Bridges were destroyed in a failed attempt to stop the Freaker hordes. Tunnels became choked with abandoned vehicles. Two years of harsh winters and zero maintenance have taken their toll on everything else as highways and roads succumb to erosion. Riding a bike to get around isn't a luxury, it's a necessity. So I like the idea that it's called the broken road because it is literally broken both by man who is physically fucked weather, enough to try to stop mm -hmm. the hordes coming through, mm -hmm. and then time, maintenance, weather, weather, sure, nature reclaiming. I also I like to I think I've said this before. I like to think that there's another reason. This is not mentioned in the art book. This is just me kind of projecting. The idea of the world that they live in, with it being two years past the collapse of society, and we have camps that have sprung up. Yeah. You could go live in a camp and be relatively safe compared to being a drifter or, you know, living in an ambush camp or as a marauder or raider or whatever. I think the people who still ride the roads are broken because mm -hmm. they don't want to join a camp. They yeah. don't want to try to rebuild civilization or society or have anything to do with that. I think that it's metaphorically the broken road in that people who ride on it are broken. It's the sure. road for broken people. Sure, absolutely. And also, I mean, that's similar to uh, The Walking Dead. Mm. You know, the title of The Walking Dead is sure you think zombies because there's dead walking. But The Walking Dead is... The people, it's it's the people as they're shuffling along trying yeah. to survive. So that's that that tracks, you know. It's it's the broken road isn't necessarily the road itself, but also the people you find on that road. And yeah. I think that's part of the you know, part of the point of Days Gone. I love this chapter on the drifter bike. Some of the concept artwork for the bike itself, and there's a lot of them that are more like they say more street bike, like Harley biker street mm. bike you know, rather than drifter bike. And you can see the differences, the way the frame is lowered, stretched out, so that it'll stick to the trails and, you know, stuff like that. They even have this little picture here where they've added in text, uh, that, like the artist has done it, to sort of describe why it is the certain way. Like, it's mm. this way so you can jump passes and even get air for zombie smashing, is what it says. <laughs> it's right there in the art book. Yeah. yeah. Get air for zombie smashing. <laughs> 
I love this one, the final images here where it's yeah. like, okay, this is the artist conception of what the drifter bike should look like. And here's like a, a rendering. rendering of it from the game. And it, it's, it's the drifter bike. Oh, come. holy shit. There's the tank. Yep. There's the tank that I always run. Uh, well, I like this big devil horde ones too. That's badass. Uh, <laughs> you would. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, the shark mouth one there. That's, I think the one I'm glad they went with in game more than this. Cause that looks more like an eel with big teeth. Yeah. Rather than a yeah. But that's, shark. that's your classic. That's the Spornicus Rex look. That's exactly, how we yeah. know. The it's black bike Rex and the, video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Black bike and the shark tank. Yep. yep. That's me. Oh, yeah, these are cool. Now, there was one. I really enjoyed the section on the Rippers. Uh, the, the chapter that's dedicated to the Rippers talking about how, uh, you know, they're tattooing. and how mm. Actually, that was initially supposed to be tattoos. The scars and shit were initially going to be tattoos. We'll, we'll oh, get to that. A Let's great do great chapter on Boozer. Boozer. Yeah. This is the Fuck. next kind of main section. Again, some of the concept for him. Like he has a cigar in his mouth in all of these mm-hmm. images. Yeah, except like, for the final one. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't smoke a cigar. Yeah. Uh, he, does he even smoke cigarettes? Do we? Even, I don't think we see him smoking at all. I don't believe it's ever brought up. I know he does say once when you, when you give him the lavender for the burn salve, he's like, well, shit, flowers, man. Bring me some, bring me some medicine I can smoke. Right. Or yes. something like that. I don't remember exactly how the line goes. And we but. know that the MC has the pot farm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they Yeah, so be. he really means bring me something I can smoke, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, here he has, like, the... Big ass mustache mm-hmm. and handlebar mustache. This yeah. one's a big goatee. And this looks like he has his hands in his pants in this one too. But I'm pretty sure they're just in his pocket. There's like still. a suede. What is this? Like leather? Probably a leather vest. vest. Yeah. And then here he's more of like a sort of uh, a little bit more metal. He's got like he's holding a six pack of beer. <laughs> is that he's got what like that is? chains yeah. or something across mm-hmm. like a leather vest <laughs> and like a black bandana on little black goatee. Mm-hmm. This one he has a. Kind of a short crop mohawk yeah. looking thing. <laughs> that one's the goofiest one. I, love. I don't know what's going on with his pants there. Yeah. It's like skater pants almost. <laughs> I love in, how in each of these, like the ones that actually show like a close up of his face, he's got this one crazy eye. This yeah. one, rah, this one. And uh, I believe, I don't remember exactly where it's listed here, but it does say in the art book. Ah, yeah, here it is. Actually, okay, here's a little bit, a little blurb about Boozer from the art book. He's got a code of honor that you'd better not cross. People like him, but he does have a darker side. Before the world ended, we learn his wife, Joni, was killed in a bike accident. She and Boozer were on a drunken joy ride near Crater Lake Highway when Boozer lost control of the bike and put it down. And this is one of the things that you found in the game where you can actually find his wife, Joni's uh, memorial. Memorials. Like roadside yeah, memorial. Yeah, right there on the road where she died, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, there's a rumor that you can find her grave in the cemetery mm-hmm. um, and interact with it, but no one's ever found it. So I don't think yeah. it's that. It would be up a, there in the Pioneer Cemetery in yeah, the yeah. north you, of the Cascades area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the top northeast corner. Mm-hmm. But you can find the memorial. Um, if anyone wants to know where it is, email me. Daysgonepod at gmail.com and I'll let you know. I don't want to give it away in case anyone wants to go hunt for it because it's fun to go and find yeah, I like this bit um, following on from what you were just reading. So the MC came and got him, but Joni was dead. The MC forced Boozer away so he wouldn't be charged with manslaughter, but that meant leaving her on the side of the road until the accident was spotted many hours later. And I think we talked about that in the Boozer episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. About how it kind of mirrors Deacon's story in a way, the idea of having to leave the woman that you love to die, essentially. I mean, Boozer left her, she was already dead, but... That's got to feel fucking cold, you know? 
um, especially knowing that he's responsible for her death. And then with Deacon, you know, he puts Sarah on the chopper and right. never sees her again until, you know, for, for two years, assumes that she's dead, thinks that he just left her to die. Yeah. So they right, both have right. that in common. Mm-hmm. One thing that is interesting here about this chapter on Boozer here, it says um, <laughs> Boozer's perspective of his injury when he loses his arm. Uh, it says, uh, um, all of this backstory is why Boozer is so important in Days Gone. He understands Deacon, what he's going through, and why he acts the way he does. None of this changes when Boozer is badly injured and becomes a burden on Deacon. Boozer has pride, and it kills him to have to rely on his friend. So that's part of why we see Boozer in the state that he's in early in the game, is because he knows that now he has become a burden on Deacon. And that's something you don't really think about until you see it. I, I didn't think about it. You know, I, that's his all, perspective. That's all I thought about my first playthrough, but I didn't look deeper than that. Yeah. My first playthrough, I was like, okay, dude, I get it. You've got pride. You, you don't want to be a burden. Mm, but mm. Jesus Christ, like, chill out a little bit. <laughs> I didn't see the layers underneath it. Right, I didn't yeah. see the turmoil and the anguish within Boozer. I just thought yeah. he was just, oh, big tough guy. Right. Having too much pride still to dealing, say, yeah, I've hurt my arm. Yeah, and still dealing with his own demons from losing his wife and right. now seeing Deacon right. go through that. And now he's a burden on Deacon because of his injury. And the whole thing about wanting to ride north to yeah. save Deacon. He's we trying to save Deacon. can't ride north while I'm injured. Yeah, you know? and now we can't ride north. I can't save Deacon because I myself have been injured. Yeah. So this is what I was actually looking for. This is I, I was thinking it was part of the write-up on Boozer, but I was mistaken. This is just a caption on one of his images, one of his pictures here. And if you look at it, it's basically it looks like Boozer drunken with a beer with a bottle of something in his hand, attacking a woman who's got a knife in her hand, and like Deacon rolling up on them about to pull him off of the girl? Well, I don't know. Deacon has a gun Deacon in his is hand, armed. He's got his he's, weapon ready. And he's shining so, a flashlight on, on Boozer. Boozer. So it's like Boozer is assault. Now, again, this is early, early character models for Boozer before Boozer became the Boozer we know and love. And then here's the uh, caption. I'll read it. It says, early storyboard. Before Boozer became Boozer, his character was a mean drunk who was constantly getting Deacon and himself into trouble. This characterization was abandoned early on. Mm -hmm. But I think it's interesting because at the very beginning, Deacon was supposed to be like a really bad dude, like not a nice person at all. Somebody that you actually dislike a bit. It was intentional. He was meant to not be likable at first. And he and Boozer were both, you know, just badasses. You know. And there are still some holdovers from that. There are still mm-hmm. some scenes, some bits of dialogue that do feel like that mean, early concept mm-hmm. deacon where yeah. it's like, dude, you just yeah. you're a bit of a fucking asshole right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like the bit where he's taunting Schizo when Schizo gets locked up. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know, I know, Schizo. I know, we all hate him, except for me. <laughs> but <laughs> his dialogue there is colder than we than I want Deacon's dialogue to be. Hmm. I want yeah. to like Deacon and in that moment he is being cruel and sadistic in a in a way that he's he wants to torture Schizo, which just seems like I get it, I get the need for it, but I want a protagonist who doesn't cross that line. 
And Deacon is going to cross that line. He mm. states it as an intention. The only yeah. reason he can't is because Iron Mike stops him, him go, by letting yeah. Schizo go. Right. But if he hadn't, Deacon would have dragged Schizo out of that hut, taken him out into the shit, tied him to a fucking tree, and called a horde down on him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I, I don't like that part of Deacon. I don't think that's a likable part. <laughs> You're just mad because he was being mean to Schizo. Yeah, don't be mean to Schizo. <laughs> oh, look, we even have a 3D model of Jack the dog. Oh, <laughs> nice. Oh, so check that out, dog lovers. There is actually a 3D model of Jack the puppy. And it even yeah. has how his tail behaves when mm-hmm. he's happy. His <laughs> tail curls up. No. Oh. A little concept shot of Boozer walking off with uh, Jack in his arms. Oh, and we have a concept uh, sketches of Boozer's uh, prosthetic. Oh, the, the, the prosthetic, knife. yeah. When he's the, weaponized. When they weaponized <laughs> Boozer, yeah. <laughs> I like these. There's only a handful of these shots, but they're still cool to me. The shots that show uh, Deacon and Sarah riding through the apocalypse together. Yeah, with uh, some of the other bikers with, as well. With other bikers. It's like the biker like, gang is still mm-hmm. The biker gang is still there. Oh, here's... Uh, Alkai, yeah. So for fans of Alkai, he's got his own little section in here. So we have a casting sheet for him. We have a casting sheet for Lisa Mm -hmm. as well. She has her own little page here with the concept sketches for her. Yeah, and we all, if you've been following the podcast or uh, our feedback loop live streams of Days Gone, you know that, you know, Lisa is probably the single most important character in the game, really. Uh, If you're considering just Deacon's uh, story arc Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, the coming back to humanity. Here's a little write-up on Miss Tucker here. I like these. uh, They have these interior sketches of the camps Mm -hmm. and, like, how uh, with Hot Springs they turned a kind of public restroom into a little um, dormitory Mm -hmm. almost. I think that's kind of cool. Kind of, tra- kind of trashy looking dorm. Right. <laughs> but still. Ah, here's one on Copeland. Oh, I think this is where we learn that Copeland got his scar on his face mm, from a fight with a yeah, rager bear. Yeah, right. Let's see. Let's see if we can find that real quick. I know it's in here. Yeah, there it is. Is it in the casting sheet? Uh, Copeland uh, is missing his right ear. A scar cuts partway down from behind his temple to his lower jaw, the result of a run-in with a rager bear. <laughs> And it has some like um, it has the ha- the birthday cards that you find, uh, and then yeah. it has like a no trespassing trespassers will be ventilated, ventilated. poster, <laughs> and a, you can have I my gun when you pry it from my cold dead hands, like uh, you know Second Amendment pro Second Amendment poster. A little write up on Manny here on mm-hmm. some of the other people from uh, Lost Lake from Copeland's camp. Here's uh, Damon the merchant. Jesse, the bounty collector. Ah, now we now this one, Sarah. Yeah, this one I, I love. There's a bunch of info on Sarah. And I like some of these different, uh, just like the portraits of her. Um, they did you know, a lot of work getting, yeah, a lot her, of getting her personality just right in the image. Some of these, it's amazing how different the personality mm-hmm. is. Some, they're a little too sweet, a little too mm-hmm. round faced, a, a little too mean, a little too sharp, too a little too sweet. This one's a little too badass. You know, this is more like she's been with the militia for years and is yeah. just a fucking badass. Or now. she could be a biker. Mm, yeah. And the different, I guess these are different. Uh, Versions of the ring, maybe? Or is it different rings that she wears? I think these are she rings wears? that she wears, yeah. Ah, so, see. like, we have Booze's rings and Deacon's rings mm-hmm. early on. They also put a lot of thought into Sarah's yeah, okay. rings. 
And her tattoos. And her tats. I love these uh, drawings of her tats. Yeah. These are really cool. So actually, now these are actually off of her, are they mm-hmm. not? Yeah. So I would say anyone who is considering a Days Gone, any especially any of the ladies who are uh, considering Days Gone inspired tattoos, check out this art book. Some of her tattoos are in here. It basically... You know, scale versions of the real, the actual tattoo. Yeah. So if you're interested in ideas for a Days Gone inspired tattoo, you need to check out this fucking art book. I also really like they have three versions that are in color, mm-hmm. uh, whereas the ones she has are just in gray or, or black. Right, right. Um, but I really like these colored versions here mm-hmm. with the the flowers and the crow and everything. They mm-hmm. only have the I think uh, I forget which arm is which, but they only have the uh, I think that's probably her left arm mm. in color. But it's uh, it's really pretty. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> Here's a little painting of the scene at the waterfall. Oh, and they have some like uh, the Shots wedding picture the wedding, yeah. and like a yeah, <laughs> a little drawing of that. And I like this. They actually have the animate like frames from the cutscene in which uh-huh, Deacon yeah. and Sarah first meet, but they've changed her outfit. Some of her look a little bit. And like yeah. you can see like she has more makeup on here, mm-hmm. like more eye makeup and things like that. So they're really trying to get the look right. <laughs> but after the actress has already filmed it, so mm-hmm. they're still tweaking it. They have yeah. Sarah looking pretty much like Sarah, although she only has one tattoo ah, in this just one. One sleeve, yeah. Um but yeah they changed her outfit. She's in like a black T shirt or a white T shirt with more makeup on. It's kind of cool Aww. to see. It's awesome to see the how you react to it. Yeah. The the assumptions you make about the character just based on like how they change her hair or how mm-hmm. they change the shape of her face. Right. Oh, here's, here's a little section on Jim the Renicop. Jim. Concept art for Jim Moore, the Cloverdale security guard. Fucking Jim. Fucking <laughs> Jim. Fucking guy. Oh, and they even have the Sarah Rock. <laughs> His, the Deacon's pet rock. Fare thee well, this chapter on Farewell. Yeah. yeah, so they have a little bit of backstory about um, Farewell, which was actually the original name for Bend. It used to be Farewell ah, Bend. Ah, right, right. So um, the town that Bend Studio is from, they got the name Farewell from. And I also, I just love it as a name for a post-apocalyptic Absolutely, setting. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. Well, I know it's not set in Farewell, but having that be right. part of the story... Because it's like farewell to everything you knew and loved. Mm-hmm. And I love the, they have the different, uh, the very first shot, that billboard. Mm-hmm. The first um, thing you where see Where it says, you game, won't yeah. survive hunting season without us. And the <laughs> Molotov hits in, it just says, you won't survive. Yeah, yeah. They have different <laughs> renderings of that. Like they even went through and created different options for that. Ooh, one of the early drawings of a newt. I guess this is the newt that stabbed Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. wow. So it shows a, a adolescent in the process of turning into a freaker. Uh, but the, the vicious, you know, they become so highly violent from the early stages of the virus. This one, little bastard was running around stabbing folks with a knife instead of using teeth and claws. Yeah. So here we get some of the chaos of, of the, the initial, yeah, yeah the, as the, the city's outbreak. falling apart. Yeah, oh this god, is I love this cool one. Image. I want a print of this on the wall on the stairwell. I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like instead of having like uh, the old scene with like naval vessels on fire in the harbor, let's just do the city of farewell on fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, these are all like concept art from the scenes as they're trying to escape farewell. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, now we get into Here's the Nero. helicopter and mm-hmm. Nero information. Someone hmm. was asking on Reddit recently if uh, Nero is supposed to be a reference to 
Emperor Nero. Mm. Um, and uh, I, I mean, it doesn't say in the art book, but I, I can only assume that yes, it probably yeah, it is. Doesn't say, it doesn't say it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so this is interesting. Just a little, just a little information tells you a little bit about how much thought Bend put into this shit uh, to make Nero believable. We put a lot of detail into every aspect of the agency. Does the logo look authentic? Their hazmat suits, their helos, everything was heavily researched before designs were finalized. Just to make it that much more realistic. Mm -hmm. What have you done? Yeah. So I was thinking, they have the, uh, like a concept art of that rooftop scene after the helicopter takes off. And Boozer looks at Sarah and says, uh, sorry, Boozer looks at Deacon and says, what have have you you done? done? Yeah. So this, we're getting into the chapter, uh, The Freak Show. You know, mm-hmm. as you know, the uh, the intro to the Days Gone podcast. Welcome to the Freak Show. This chapter is all about the freaks, and I love it's got this little four four picture progression here: a normal person, early stages of the virus, mid stages of the virus, and late stage of the virus, where they're actually full blown freaks. And then it shows some of the early concept art for like the the breakers and things like that. Oh wow, check this one out. Fat screamers. <laughs> it just says fat screamers. <laughs> like neck swelling. Yeah. And they have like no necks. Just random thing. notes. Yeah, just neck yeah. swelling. Now it's interesting to point out that this chapter talks about how they're not zombies. That's something that is very mm. important to mm-hmm. the creators of the game. And, and to honestly, to the story of the game, if you, if you think of them as zombies, you're doing yourself a disservice oh, in yeah. understanding Definitely. Sarah's storyline. Right. Especially, but the Sarah and Deacon dynamic and and the militia and everything that she's trying to achieve because she's trying to save them, cure them. You can't cure a zombie because, well, they're dead. Mm -hmm. But the freaks are not zombies. Right. It's very important. What you got? Uh, Just I'm looking at some of the early concept art for the Screamer, what the Screamer was initially supposed to look like. Some of these are fucking Horrifying. I like this one where she has no lower yeah, jaw. Yeah, that's the one I was looking at. It's just a tongue, tongue hanging is out. is like hanging out. She doesn't have a jaw yeah. to hold it, it in. Anyone who's played The Witcher 3, if you know what the whites, like especially the Noon Wraith and things like that, if you know what they look like with no lower jaw and their tongue just hanging out, yeah, that's what the early screamers were conceptualized as. <laughs> Something similar to that. This is one of my favorite shots. The runner coming up beside the bike, jumping at him, and there's a a pack of runners behind him. I know Mm. this was one of the PS4 themes you could get. Right. But I, uh, yeah, I don't think I ever got that one. Early concept art for the newts. Creepy little bastards. This is cool. This is a very atmospheric shot. Mm, Yeah. Like just, they they look almost, it's kind of classic zombie pose, like Mm. leaning over a body and then turning around to look Mm. at you. And the way the eyes are kind of glowing, it's like, ooh, God. You look at that and it it triggers that primal thing in you that's like, oh, God, I'm going to die. Run. Yeah. I love this early concept art of the sawmill. This is another one that y'all should check out. Just, Just to enjoy this, the early concept art of what the sawmill horde fight should look like. Oh, fuck. So interesting here, uh, the little caption on this is, Important key art showing the hoard at the old sawmill. This was one of the first paintings done for Days Gone mm, mm-hmm. and was critical in communicating what the game was going to be. Right. One man facing terrifying odds as he struggles to survive. Yeah. So you can see this deacon mm. up on the roof of the sawmill with not a very big gun, by the looks of it, it's hard to tell, yeah. shooting a single freak in the head. 
as With maybe two hundred <laughs> of them <laughs> kind of crawl up Swar- behind. Yeah, it, literally swarm. the entire place is swarmed. Yeah, surrounded by the swarm. And then, oh, breaker there. Mm, um, yeah. Concept the breaker. Mm-hmm. And then this is interesting. How swarms work? So they have like four different images of a car getting overrun or, or Deacon standing on top of a car as the freaks surround it and. If there are like five to ten in a swarm, ten to twenty, twenty to thirty, and thirty to forty freaks, yeah. they're pictured differently. Yeah, it's kind of showing what level of overrun you are when you're surrounded yes. by this number yeah. of freaks. Yeah. Oh, this is fucking badass. <laughs> yeah, Nighttime awesome. shot with napalm molotovs going off. <laughs> right. Or just regular molotovs, yeah. maybe. Oh, here's Nero uh, researching, doing research on some mm. of the freaks as they're turning. Oh, shit. Check this out. I've never noticed this detail. This is Deacon and O'Brien. This is Deacon helping O'Brien take samples directly from freaks. I'll bet you initially there were missions where, you know, the missions where Deacon has to go in the cave and get the samples for O'Brien and shit. I'll bet you there were some where Deacon Deacon and O'Brien were supposed to do these missions together because right here in the art book, here's Deacon and O'Brien working to hold that something. Deacon has his foot on this thing's neck on On turning it on its head, (laughs) holding it down while O'Brien's getting a sample from a arm yeah <laughs> that's badass oh and there's o'brien's casting sheet mm, yeah that's a good one i love this that that's included in here the mm. design for the nero checkpoints mm-hmm. and that's pretty cool for the I've tents always, and the trailers yeah. and stuff yeah i've always liked looking at that Ooh, look at that it's like a, a comic book almost yeah. drawing of the scene where deacon makes contact with mm-hmm. o'brien yeah it's like a scene out of a graphic novel some of the crash Nero helicopters. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. We're into Lost Lake. We've all done things. So this is the section, uh, if we find Iron Mike in here. Mm. So this has like a lot of cool stuff with the um, the camps with Lost Lake. Casting sheet for Schizo. Iron Mike's casting sheet. And this is where we get the crucial information that's mm. missing from the game. What happened at Sherman's camp? Uh. This is where yeah. we got the information from for the, the podcast episode about Iron Mike and everything you and I have talked about and mm-hmm. I've talked about on yeah. uh, other episodes. Right. And so, uh, you and Quasimodo did the, yes. uh, the episode mm-hmm. on Iron Mike, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, so this kind of gives you just, just enough to understand where Iron Mike's coming from, what he's saying. And then we have Schizo's casting sheet uh, and some cool concept art for Schizo, like some different kind of looks for him. He looks like a douche in all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I was going to wait for you to say it. Ooh, concept art for the incident at Sherman's yeah. camp. The aftermath of the incident at Sherman's camp. God damn. Yeah. Brutal. I love how here you have the, uh, like, letters, because it's in a, is it a nursery or library or something? It's, it's like a be kid's library kind of, yeah. or daycare or something mm, like that. Gotta be some kind of daycare And or it something. says, like, alphabet letters up on the wall. Ooh, the mine. Lady Francis Mine. I, what is the Lady Francis now, Mine? I don't recognize it. This they, is not one that we actually go into yeah, in the game. It's the Lucky the Lad Mine. Right, go yeah, into yeah. the schizo. Mm-hmm. Um, and the layout looks different, but it's kind of cool to see... Like the different kind of archways yeah. and, and doorways and things that they 
had in mind. I assume a lot of this carried over to the Lucky Land mine. Mm-hmm. Ooh, the standoff with Carlos, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Concept art of mm-hmm. that scene. This is interesting. So here we have, this is a statue that's at the lodge in Lost Lake. Uh, and it's two stags locking antlers mm-hmm. fighting, which is very indicative. Now, of- is that... Deacon and Schizo, or is that Iron Mike and Schizo, or Iron Mike and Deacon? Is it Lost Lake and the Rippers? Lost Lake and the Militia. Yeah, it's I mean, it's just, it's interesting. That it's very this symbolic of conflict in general. Conflict and clashing yeah. ideologies. Mm. So there's lots mm. of layers that you, you could yeah. uh, see that wow. as. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, here we go. Lighting a candle. An important theme in Days Gone is searching for a reason to live. Two characters who embody this more than anyone are Ricky and Addie. Addie, forced into the role of Doctor, though she is only a veterinarian, reveals her humanity when she tells Ricky to bring Boozer, who's been badly injured, into the camp. When a man is sick, a man is sick. We have to look out for each other. Baby, it's all we got. Helping others is her reason to live. And again, we have some early concept art for Addie. It's interesting how they they default to a slender woman, and Addie, she's got some curves on her. Mm-hmm. Um, here, you know, this one... Early she, concept, she looked a lot like Michonne from The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. Or even, I was going to say, um, is it Tess from The Last of Us? Oh, yeah. She kind of reminds yeah, me a little bit of her. She does kind of have that real Same independent, kind of badass kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, right on. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. Especially in that one that one little pose right there. Yeah. Right. I like the the outfits that they give her as well. Like here, she's got like the apron on, mm-hmm. and just the, the. She looks more like a farrier or somebody that come around and change your horseshoes yeah. for you. <laughs> but I like the color that uh, the color palette that mm-hmm. they use. There's lots yeah. of like richer colors for mm-hmm. her, a little warmer blues and maroons, just less harsh. Mm. You know, it's a, a little softer, a little more reminiscent of better times in which you could have clean, colorful clothes. <laughs> <laughs> right. And here's some interesting stuff with Ricky. Um, so you'll notice, uh, I think in one of these sketches, they refer to Ricky's original name, mm-hmm. um, Alvarez, Ricky yeah, it's Alvarez. That's right there. So she's listed as Lieutenant Ricky Alvarez. And in some of these, she's white, mm-hmm. which Ricky is not. So it's kind of interesting how they change up the ethnicity as well as, you know, the... Uh, the look and the the name and obviously mm-hmm. who she was supposed to be. I mean, I'm assuming, that, I mean, if she's Lieutenant Ricky Alvarez, then we didn't get to meet her until the militia, yeah. probably. I do like the little beanie hat that she's wearing there, though. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Mm. So the scene where Deacon goes with Ricky to the gas station to fix that power line, it says this is a big part of the Newt concept Uh, Fighting newts at the gas station. These were some of our earliest concepts for showing how freaky the newts could look in such an ordinary setting. And this this concept art here has got uh, actually two. It's got to be Deacon and maybe the yeah Jack, the former president of the motorcycle club. And the top of the gas station is just swarming with newts. There's like thirty of the little bastards up there. It's basically a little horde of newts up there. But it's interesting to me that some of the earliest ideas of how creepy the newts were supposed to look, they already had it in mind for that gas station scene with uh, with uh, Deacon and Ricky. Mm-hmm. 
this bit's interesting. The world comes for you is the name of the chapter. And the opening paragraph reads, Unlike most open world games, the world of Days Gone is not safe almost anywhere. Once you step outside one of the five survivor encampments, the world comes for you. This may seem like a marketing slogan, but in our case, it's actually true. No matter what you're doing, where you're going, what you're trying to accomplish, something is going to try to kill you. Freakers, marauders, wild animals, infected animals, the weather, the rough terrain, <laughs> it's all out to get Deacon St. John and anyone else who isn't prepared. Yeah. And that's exactly what we were talking about. You know, it's like sometimes mm-hmm. with Days Gone, it's like, I just wanted to get some gas. You know? <laughs> it's like, no, fuck no, you. You're now on an hour-long mission yep. just to survive. <laughs> this is cool. I like these pages. So we have like yeah. concept art for the marauders and it's like the different levels of enemies that you you fight like depending on how armored they are what weapons they have so you know they have the guys with the crowbars and like three different versions the guys with the shotguns three different versions um you know the the heavy what is that that's a flamethrower mm-hmm. yeah two flamethrower heavies yeah. and a machine gunner heavy yeah and even here, like, there's this guy. So they have, like, all the different outfits. And then there's one that's just a dude in underwear. <laughs> so, like, did they, were they going to put in just some, like, You could sometimes be assaulted by a crazy dude in underwear. <laughs> just in his underwear. And I like how they, some of the armor or whatever is, is like, very kind of, like, mishmash. Like, these yeah. almost look like hockey. hockey go- yeah, hockey, hockey, gauntlets, hockey pads and called. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, here you go. The this, this. machete. Before you get to that, look at the caption on this page. Mm. Cannibals. Yeah. They actually intended to have cannibals. Well, I mean, there is that one mission where cannibalism is mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're actually like, these are, I mean, fucking crazy looking people covered in blood who definitely look like they're going to eat you. <laughs> Not in a fun way. Yes. Oh, look, and here's the... Uh, here's Dead the Don't old... Rise. Oh, one of the original logos for yeah. the game. Dead Don't Ride It's logo, the Mongrels... Yeah. Logo mm-hmm. with dead don't ride written kind of like yeah. the um, it looks kind of like Mongrels. the Mongrels MC logo, yeah. yeah. Mongrels Wild. Original. I love the uh character art for the weapons. Some of these they the shit they look better than they do in game, you know. This shit looks real, yeah. Wait a minute, what is this weapon here? This is a frag grenade. I guess this is tech, oh, what your early attractor bomb and attractor yeah. was supposed to look like. So it's a, a frag grenade with like a cell phone on the side of it or something. There's one with like a little Casio watch yeah. <laughs> strapped to it. That's funny. <laughs> oh, some landscape artwork. It's cool. I love, oh, this is cool with the snowy scene mm. with the crows and the marauders and the freaks. And the Nero MMU. They even have Hungry Jim's menu, the the, the lumberjack <laughs> cafe. They even have the actual menu. So, okay, what do you what do you want? What do you order? <laughs> you want see. an omelet? Um, you want a yellow cab omelet? It's gonna be ten ninety nine. Right on. Hey, shit, avocado, that's actually pretty cheap. Avocado, bacon, and cream cheese. Oh, I, um, okay, yeah. I think I'll take a stack of uh, hotcakes. Mm, okay, yeah. that'll be four ninety nine. <laughs> What's, uh, it says egg, M-T-O. What's that? I don't know. M-T-O. Made to order. Ah, there you go. Yeah, eggs made to order. It just says egg, singular, $1.99. (laughs) One singular egg. (laughs) Ooh, here's the, um, the bunkers. Yeah. The actual, like, 
side view of what the bunkers look like from the outside. Yeah. Ooh, here's the wrecked plane. Ah, yes. That's Jefferson Airlines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is where we start getting into the rippers. Mm-hmm. You wanted to talk about this. Yeah, man. The, the chapter on the Rippers. This is actually one of my favorite. And, you know, I'm not like, um, I don't know. I'm not a big nerd for the Rippers in game or whatever. They're an inter- interesting enemy, uh, I think. But this shows that initially their scars and stuff were just going to be tattoos. Just like a lot of different tattoos. And there's like, what do we have here? Two, four, six, eight, ten, like fucking 20 uh, different versions of what the RIP logo was supposed to look like initially, or what they were, you know, initially considering. And I love this one that's like a railway spike. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's fucking badass. This one almost looks like it says rap. It does, they did yeah. the eye kind of yeah, wide. Yeah, the eye's kind of weird. My favorite, though, is the RIP with the pentagram down here. That's, mm. that's fucking wicked. Uh, but I'm glad they went with something more extreme. Like, no, these dudes are act- they are actually scarring themselves up. They're not just putting permanent tats on themselves. They are scarring themselves up. Yeah. The concept art of what the Ripper compound looks like, the feel of it. It's yeah. like, that is one bleak, bleary kind of they fucking even place, have, man. Um, they have somewhere in here, like, pictures of the, the inside of the golf. Uh, resort golf lodge, whatever oh, it's yeah. called, yeah, sure. and you can see like how they've um, how they've put all the ripper stuff everywhere. Oh look, they even have a big machete with "Prepare for the Rising" <laughs> kind of scratched in the side. It's one of the ripper weapons. Ah, the dead zone. So now we're moving south of the mountains, and the dead zone is what they call the the burn area, which I think is pretty cool. They have some concept art for that. And Our boy Wade, Wade Taylor, Taylor. casting sheet for Wade and some early concept art. The thing I love that they went with him is the yellow, mm, the yellow the bright colors yeah. on his jacket. Yeah, and it's like they have some like here. He's a little more muted. In all of his concept art, he's got some bright colors. I except maybe this one not so yeah. much. But, but still, it, it seems so reminiscent of having a style mm, and yeah. and having a little bit of like like streetwear. Like look at his shoes; they seem like streetwear <laughs> shoes. Like. How would you survive for two years mm-hmm. with that? And here's the Rager the Bear. Rager Bear. I love this one shot here of Deacon facing off against a massive Rager Bear with a fucking spiked baseball bat in his hand, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like the the Rager Bear is covered in barbed wire. Like your spiked baseball bat is not going mm-hmm. to hurt it. Captain Derek Corey, casting sheet, and some interesting concept art. Very different kind of style. Yeah. Yeah. So this chapter is the journey to Wizard Island. So here we have Crater Lake. That first view you get of it from up top on the on the the rim. Mm-hmm. Up there at the scenic overlook. Yeah. It's cool. You see all like little campfires and stuff. Mm-hmm. It makes it look massive. Yeah. And also you see how it's just being completely stripped of all trees. Everything. Yeah. Destruction. To rebuild. Yeah, it shows the irony of the colonel's plan in that, you know, he's he has this vision of rebuilding, but he is just a destructive force. No. It's never going to work. I don't know what this is here. There's some a scene, I assume this is when Deacon gets found out, maybe, or... Oh, no, no. That's, I think this is actually, actually just the colonel taking yeah. jewelry off of new recruits. But know? this isn't... I don't know who this is. Uh, 
early. early seems, that's definitely the kernel, just an early rendition of him before they had a look in mind. Right. It's just the feel of it. It does feel very yeah. sinister. It's a soldier holding a new recruit in place so they can take her jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got his arms up like it's some kind of religious experience. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very like symbolic. Yeah. Ooh, the gallows. Sketches and concepts for the gallows area, an important story area. This is where the colonel swears in new recruits and executes those who go AWOL. So it's like the high and by area. <laughs> ah, we have uh, Jim again. We have his casting sheet and some uh, sketches of Jim post-collapse, the two years later Jim, the 730 days gone or whatever it tells you. <laughs> yeah. Ah, and the colonel. Yeah, I thought the write-up on the colonel was really interesting. I did learn a few things about him hmm, that I did not it? know. Yeah, uh, it's just he says here that uh, he is a vet and former addict. He spent the last couple of decades warning his God's Army revival movement that the end was coming. Because members were told to prepare and gather around him in the wilderness, they were one of the few groups to survive. So it's interesting that he is actual former military. He is a vet. He's also a former addict, which there's nothing in games that, that shows anything about that. And um, he's been crazy for a while. And he's been crazy <laughs> and, and had his own militant cult for a long time. Yeah. Well before the collapse. In fact, I guess that's how he found himself in a position to form a militia after the collapse. Mm-hmm. James Weaver's casting sheet. And then some unused storyboards. In one version of the story, Deacon is whipped by the colonel. Storyboards of Curry helping Deacon escape. And also a storyboard of Schizo pointing the finger at Deacon, calling him a traitor. Mm. It's a pretty cool schematic for the uh, armored truck that Boozer drives at the end of the game. It's got a full schematic and what each piece is and what it does and... And I like how you see the two different designs here. Like an artist has done a design and then someone's red penned it literally mm-hmm. and said, remove this, take this off, change this. It's really cool to then see the the next layer on from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is interesting. Uh, in one of the original concept oh. art versions here, there was actually a mounted gun on the top of like Boozer's truck. Like a massive Yeah, like a 50 cal machine gun or something on the roof of the vehicle where... Deacon is sitting behind the gun, firing rounds off while, I don't know, I guess there's some sort of, I guess they're probably going through freaks, a horde of freaks or something, driving right through it. But yeah, it's cool that Deacon was actually supposed to be mounted on a gun initially. I love the shot of the three of them sitting at the table here. Sarah and Deacon and the colonel all sitting at the table in that final scene. Mm. And I love how she's sitting back. Mm-hmm. And Deacon's leaning towards her, and then the colonel sort of in between them. Kind of very symmetrical. Mm-hmm. Storyboards and renders, Boozer lives. Throughout the game, the player's been helping his friend Boozer, first by keeping him alive, then by giving him a reason to live. In the end, Deacon thinks that Boozer has sacrificed himself in the assault on Wizard Island, but confirms that Boozer is one tough son of a bitch. Not a surprise. <laughs> I don't think anybody was really surprised by that one. Yeah. And there's one bit at the end that, if I can find it, I want to read. For all of us that worked on the game, it was an epic journey of creativity. For Deacon St. John, it was an epic journey of redemption. In the end, it wasn't really about finding the woman he loved. It was about finding a reason to live and learning that those were not the same thing. As he tells Sarah when he learns that 
She's not trying to kill newts but cure them. Most people out there, they're just trying to survive, and here you are, trying to save the goddamn world. When Deacon rallies the Lost Lake camp to fight the militia, he's not doing it just to save Sarah. He's doing it because it's a cause worth fighting for and worth dying for. And maybe that's what Days Gone is all about. The idea that if there's nothing in your life you're willing to risk everything for, maybe you don't have a reason to live. I think we end it there. Yeah, it's pretty fucking profound. Yeah. All right, well, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast, looking through the art book with me. I have a couple things just to run through before we wrap up. Uh, you can support the Days Gone podcast via buymeacoffee.com slash daysgonepod, where you can throw a little money in the tip jar if you're feeling generous. That really helps me with the overhead costs of running the show. You can also support the podcast by simply leaving a review on Spotify or whatever app you listen to us on, and subscribe and give us a thumbs up on YouTube. That helps the algorithm do its thing so more people can find the podcast. All right. Thank you so much. It's been a blast. Absolutely. So, yeah. Chance to be on the podcast? Hell yeah. Excellent day. Chance to sit here and uh, peruse the art book? Hell yeah. Excellent day. (laughs) Fuck yeah, man. Let's do it again sometime. You can email me your thoughts, comments, opinions, and counter-arguments at daysgonepod at gmail.com. You can also find me moderating the Days Gone subreddit. Thanks for listening. Weaver out. Weaver out.